You're listening to a DM podcast. What's for dinner? Stop licking each other. Killed my banana. <laughs> Don't even think about it. He's touching me. Okay, I'm going to count to three. Um, where are you? One. He's looking at me weird. Ryan, where's the wine? Don't you let me get to three. I love you, mummy. Stop playing with your doodles. This is Beyond the Chaos. This is Beyond the Chaos. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Chaos. I am Amy Gerard. I am Jen Muir and we're really excited to be back in your ears. Yes, we're in a, a we're in a really nice comfy studio today. And we're going to start as we always do with yeah. what is not working in your house this I mean- week, Amy. <laughs> There's so much not working, but I I will tell you a funny story of what happened to me this week. Um, Kobe probably won't find it funny. So we have this, not tradition, but every time we had a child, my sister-in-law would get these little teddy bears made and it would have the kid's name, the date it was born, the time, weight, height, all of the jazz, right? So it's kind of like a birth certificate, but on a teddy bear. And Charlie and Bobby were never overly fussed about it. And Kobe has loved his, slept with it the whole time, takes it everywhere. It's a little bit manky. (laughs) It kind of smells a bit. Um, It gets stained very easily because he wants to, you know, take it downstairs for dinner and all of the jazz. Um, Get spaghetti bolognese on it. Anyway, every now and again when he's not looking, I will try and sneak it into the wash. But I noticed there was a bit of a rip happening on its neck and I was like, oh, God, I, me and a sewing needle, are like we've never, you know, seen eye to eye. So I was like, I'll wait till my mum gets up here and I'll get her to like – like the, it's it's literally losing, like half its head's falling off, right? So I was like, I'll wait till my mum gets up here and I'll get her to sew it back on. Anyway, a week or so ago, Kobe had gone off to preschool and I was like, perfect, I'm going to wash that stinking bear. Um, but I had this, I have this dress and it's got like a rope tie up on it. And so I chucked it all in the wash and all of the things have come out. Like the rope tie has detangled from my dress and it's wrapped itself around this poor innocent teddy bear and has decapitated it. Oh my god! <laughs> so I've pulled the whole load of washing out, and the bear's there, and it's the got head no is head. Off. Oh no, it's in separate parts. But the, all the foam from the bear's head has like dispersed throughout the oh. washing machine as well. And I was like, "This is this is bad. This is very bad." So um, yeah, I've I've had to find a few replacement teddies. You can't um, do that though. I, I know. How do you I replace know. it? So how do you react? Um, I, I've let I've let him sleep with my dressing gown ever since, because <laughs> that's what I did with Bobby. No, I know. Yes, my mum was like, I can absolutely find some stuffing and we can f- stuff its head and I can sew it back on. But like, I'm gonna need some time. Yeah. Okay. So in the meantime, because Bobby sleeps in my dressing gown still. Okay. I thought I took it off him a couple of months ago, but he's oh, back with it. Let him have it. No, he loves it. And so now I'm like, as a peace offering, I've given Kobe my other dressing gown. Meanwhile, I'm freezing cold every morning. Um, but I probably deserve that for beheading his favourite oh, little... Oh, you were just trying to keep it clean. I was. It was so disgusting. Anyway, yeah. that's my fail for the week. Um, sorry, Cobes. Oh, it's so hard. And those those things your kids love, they, I don't know, do they become special to you or are you like, no, no it's making it okay. <laughs> you, know, you know what's so funny? that I got this message from this one lady. No, they're <laughs> disgusting. So there was this one lady, I, I did like a reel for koala, you know, the koala mattresses. Yes. When I was working with them and I got my mum and dad this new mattress for their bed and when you – 
buy a koala mattress. It comes with this tiny little yes, I know koala. The I know the bed. And I yeah. love the mattress so much that I actually went on and then I bought one for Charlie's. Charlie got a double bed. So I had two of these little koalas and this mum reached out to me and she said, I'm so sorry, this is really random, but my son has been sleeping with the koala teddy bear since we got our new koala mattress like three years ago and our dog just chewed it in half and I said oh if you give me your address I'll say I've got two here two freshies like my kids aren't interested in she's like oh my god anyway I posted them to Perth for her and she was like and she sent me a little photo of her son holding them like with glee because she was like I can't like they can never go out of business these koala teddy bears Once something becomes special, it's yeah. it's tough. So we've um, we've just moved all. My kids had muzzies, muslin wraps, and they would oh. get ripped and ripped to pieces yeah. until they were just shreds, right? Yep. And I've got this bag that we've just put in the shed and my husband texted me the oracle the other day and he was just like, should I get rid of these? And I just wrote back like, I will kill you if you get oh, rid of no. those. Because the muzzies, like the muzzies that were just like, you know, so part they- of your life, my kids used to roll them up and stick them up their noses <laughs> to self-soothe themselves and I'm now like I I think when they leave home I will cry myself to sleep with the In, muzzies or just holding on to yeah. them or they're so not for me muzzies. the muzzies the but dirty you, muzzies well you can't get mm. worse than my dad my dad used to keep all our baby teeth <laughs> like that is that not serial killer behavior yes, it, is. It, it is it is I was like I remember being like 29 and I was going through I was nah. pulling out a drawer and you nah. know the little um can't keep body parts well or, I, or I, hair clippings yeah. no so <laughs> I used to have this one curl here on my head I had a black birthmark and a black curl pretty weird when you think about it but they have the black curl but every single tooth of mine but it gets weirder because when I was about 17 I got all four wisdom teeth pulled out and they're like this big. Those, the, the, like the. He didn't keep those, did he? No, he did. Oh he my kept gosh. them all. Amy. And they're disgusting. I said, "Have what? you thrown those away?" I have thrown them out now, and I was like, "What are you going to do? Make a necklace out of yeah. them?" Like, what the actual fuck are you going to do with these? Um, okay, so tell me, what is something that has failed? Or what have you stuffed up or what's gone wrong in your house this week? I'll tell you what we're struggling with this week. It yep. is, it's kind of a, a building adjustment to food. I feel like I bring up food every yeah. single week. But, you know, I used to find for years and years and years you have boys and people ask you kind of constantly, the qu- question con- people constantly say to me is, uh, it must cost you a fortune to feed yes. them, right? And I would always just go, well, you'd be surprised how cheap it is to feed four kids on Jats crackers and apples <laughs> because that is what they live That's on. That's all right? they eat, yeah. Anyway, I now have a teenager and a tween and they are bigger than me, like yeah. bigger than me by a significant amount and they are eating. Like my teenager plays five games of basketball a week plus two lots of training and like he's – becoming a man mm. in every way and he's eating and they eat like from the, they come in the door from school and they're ravenous and they're eating and it's it's all well and good but there's a lot of snacking and yeah. it's expensive and they eat like it's it's a bit annoying like the good kettle chips you've bought for the weekend <laughs> for the barbecue for the barbecue the yeah and they eat them and they sort of know there's a rule if it's up high don't eat it but then they don't care. I don't know they don't care and then I find myself getting all snippy and <laughs> Um, anyway, so that it's been frustrating and it feels like it goes on all night. Like he has a second dinner at like 9.30. Oh, is this your oldest? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like I love you, but also just go to bed. Like I just miss the days of the 7pm bedtime. So 
it's kind of what's working as well. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm jumping there, but actually I made a sign. Oh, um, do not touch. It says, it's, it's like up high in the pantry and it says, if it's above this line, ask first. <laughs> and it's working. So That's what my mum and dad used to do as well. They used to put all the good stuff up the up top. High. That, and but I, see, my kids are taller than me now. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I've made a sign. It feels like it's working. I feel like kids want to go well. And so, you know, mm. I kind of applied my own advice. I kind of, I haven't done teens before, but I'm, I'm learning. And I kind of thought, what would I say to a younger parent? I would say, work out, like, is this a bridge too far? Why are they not processing this rule? Let's make it visual, you know, like you would for a three-year-old. Anyway, yes. that's what we've done. And so far, so I'm good. just, I'm so <laughs> glad that you're going to be entering into the teen <laughs> years ahead of me so that like, you can just like... Fail, fail, <laughs> fail, and I can learn from all your mistakes. So I'll be a gun when by the time Charlie hits a yeah, teenager. We're gonna have years. it covered. But Perfect. if any parents have teen or any mobs out there, yeah. mothers of boys or mothers of hungry girls or you, look, parents, parents of children, sassy girls, yeah. Tell me how else you're managing the food. I mean, I've got a four-year-old who's like your teenager. <laughs> he gives zero fucks. Like he will, he's four, but he looks like a seven-year-old. And he knows also we've got all the like Good the, stuff. the Cadbury's and yeah. the and the Daryl Lee chocolate bars up the top. He he doesn't care. He will bring over a bar stool. He drags it over, climbs up there. I found him standing on the top of the shelf just helping himself. <laughs> he's like your teenage son. Like he just, he never saw. I always call him the black hole because it's like everything just goes straight through him yeah right we went for his forward ear needles the other day and he was like the lady was like oh he's off the charts for his height oh his weight's off the chart she goes hmm his bmi is a little a little you know a bit high and i was like what are you fat shaming my four-year-old like pop off are you kidding he's not large he's a growing hungry beast of a man he's also like a small ryan so yes exactly when you meet the dad it makes sense that's right is the oracle large he's yeah well he's not a small human no he's tall (laughs) he's tall yeah He's, he's over six foot but i have two kids in particular but my second child uh he is way off the charts like he's he's 12 he's wearing size 14 um like or actually he's in menswear he's 12 he's in a size 12 shoe my 12 year old men's menswear I mean oh yeah men's shoe men's shoe 12 I'm pretty sure my husband wears a 13 yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so huge shoe I am growing some enormous humans yeah Uh, so I do need those tips (laughs) <laughs> Send them through. Jen needs all the help she can get. Or the Oracle might just have to get a second job, you know? Because <laughs> yes. we need to afford the kettle chips. Yeah. <laughs> What's your problem? I need some help. So next up we've got a question from a lovely listener called Liv and she wants to know all about her daughter yes. and some social, some social help. So we'll play it now. My name's Liv and I'm from Christchurch. I've got a question for your podcast that I would really love some advice on. I have got a three and a half year old daughter who is kind and loving and clever and creative and all the things you want in a little girl, but she's just struggling a bit at the moment at preschool. She goes three days a week and she has, she when she names her friends, she names probably the same 15 kids pretty consistently, but there's two in particular that she talks about a lot and they seem to be the three that hang out, hang out together a lot. Um, one of the three girls is a bit of a ringleader and is quite often saying that my daughter can't play or can't come in the playhouse or other things that cause great distress when you are three or when you're 33, I suppose. 
Um, she's and so she's been coming home for a while saying um, that this child won't let her play and we're talking a lot about being a friend detective and looking for other kind friends and she has been doing really well at that and preschool have been really encouraging her making other friendships and they're brilliant with her but just recently she's been struggling more and more with preschool in general and I think it seems to be since these friendship issues begun she's having days she's having days where she's okay and then she's having days where she comes home and she says, I was so sad today. I waited by the window. I missed you, mummy. And then that really does correlate with days that preschool say she's really struggled, where she's not joining in and she's withdrawn. And she, it's like she really is just waiting. They're trying really hard to draw her back in. But there are days where it's just not working that well and she's just sad. On the whole, though, she's a really happy kid. At home, she's happy. Everywhere else, she's happy. And she is, a, she is more of an observer than a joiner often, but she's really not joining in on these days with anything, even things that she loves. We've tried drawing hearts on our wrists. Um, my friend suggested making a friendship bracelet, which we both wear, um, with colours that she chooses, so I will do that. But I'm wondering if you guys have any other advice, anything I can be saying or anything that preschool can be doing or I can be doing at home to try and encourage her to come out of her shell a little bit and to try and find happiness where she is rather than just waiting for me to come. Um, I've been on maternity leave with my baby for the last year and I'm about to go back to work and she's coped brilliantly with this sibling. She's loving the idea of her sister being at preschool and she has been there for a couple of weeks, but it hasn't seemed to help at all. So I'm wondering if there is anything at all that you guys would suggest because I know that you give amazing advice and I would really love some. Thanks, Amy and Jen. What do you think, Ames? I, first of all, I think she sounds like an absolute sweetheart mm. and I think – I can speak on the experience that I've had with Charlie. Um, it wasn't so much in preschool, but I definitely was not prepared for what happened in kindergarten. Mm. I did find that there was lots of segregations with girls and some girls are a little bit more possessive of others and there's, you know, it's such a – it's such a – brand new environment for Charlie and that she was meeting all these new friends and like one person came over from her old preschool um, but it was ultimately a whole bunch of new girls that she'd met and there was this one girl who took a particular liking to Charlie and um, I was completely and utterly none the wiser to what was going on in the schoolyard behaviour and one of Charlie's teachers actually ended up speaking to me about it because I won't say names, but there was this one particular girl who was quite um, possessive of Charlie and would only let Charlie play with her. And every time Charlie wanted to go and play with somebody else, she would say, I'm going to dob on you and mm. I'm going to tell the teacher on you. And Charlie like that <clears throat> puts the fear of God in her. She's like, oh, my God, I can't get in trouble. Like I'll and toe Char the line. Char Charlie's an eldest. Charlie's um, the eldest. So, so she's she's always she's wants, always to, wants do, to follow the rules. Yeah. Yes, always wants to do the right thing. So I had firstly I had a mum come up to me and say, oh, you know, my daughter's been trying to play with Charlie, but I, I'm not sure if you're aware, but there's a bit yeah, of right. possessiveness going on with, you know, so-and-so. And so when I spoke to Charlie about it, Charlie was like, oh, I'm not, like, I'm not allowed to play with anyone else. I said, of course you are. Like, and she said, oh, no, if anyone else comes up, like, she tells them to go away, mm. which might be happening to this lady's daughter. Yeah. And so whilst Charlie it wasn't the one that was, you know, potentially being outcast or whatnot. Yes. What I used to say to Charlie was, look at mummy. 
I have so many different groups of friends. You don't just want to be friends with just one person. Mm. You want to be you want to have lots of different friends and it it's going to take years and years and years for you to find those really special friends. But for now, you just be outgoing and you be kind mm. and you be nice to everybody. Yeah. And I said and also don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. And if you think that you're doing the wrong thing. You go and you speak to an adult or you go and find a teacher or you come home to me and you talk to me about it because she I'm trying to pry stuff out of her is like trying to get blood from a stone. Yeah. She never tells me anything. I always hear it from different adults and stuff like that. But I was used, used to always try and install like a certain level of confidence within her, which, I mean, it's going to be hard with a three-and-a-half-year-old, right? It is They're hard. Big emotions mm. and she's she might, I don't know, if this ringleader, I, I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to say I bet you the ringleader is a middle child because <laughs> I youngest. swear this. Yeah, or the youngest because I swear all the issues that I've had. And I, even in year two I'm still having them with Charlie. There's always girls who are a little bit – I find the more dominant ones and the loudest ones in friendship groups tend to be second-borns. Yeah, right. I'm absolutely stereotyping here. So, yep. I mean, that's yep. not to say there's not a first-born desperate, desperate for some attention yeah. in the middle there. <laughs> <laughs> so what I love that Liv is doing yeah. is this idea of um, – she said the word friend detective yes. in there. I, I love this. It's a concept that I use with parents when um, helping kids with friendship fires and, and sort of making things go well at yeah. school. And I love this idea because what we can do is engage the kind of creative part of our kid's brain by saying go into preschool or school and be a friend detective. And what a friend detective might do, like a detective might, mm. is look for the people that smile at you that make you feel good yeah and look for like just start to with that detective hat on when someone says you can't play with other people how does that make you feel mm. does that feel like that's a good friend does that feel like that's not a good friend so I love that um this mum is instilling this at such a young age because this child's three and a half so first of all like I don't think my kids had a friend till <laughs> the, five yeah. Yeah, so yeah. this is maybe where girls are more advanced than boys um but most kids like kids aren't really really in engaged in true friendship. Um, Like at two, they're only able to parallel play, right? So the absolute earliest is in the threes. And even then, I wouldn't be too worried. I would say, actually, this child's going pretty well. The fact that there's good days as well is positive, remembering that as a parent. So my kind of overall advice that I would sort of add for, for Liv would be that She's doing so much so well that actually sometimes, and this is the hardest part of parenting, is we're sending our precious babies off into the world, into preschool or school, and we can't control what happens. And it is so hard as a parent to adjust. And this is Liv's eldest, so she's adjusting to that feeling. And I can tell you, Liv, like my son um, got dropped in a basketball team the other week and Mm. I couldn't control it. And it was heartbreaking to sit with him in that emotion. So what I would love to say is that first of all all the connection stuff she's doing is amazing the heart bracelet the wrists she's connecting beautifully and she's sitting in that so nicely think about what's happening within you Mm -hmm. when you feel or picture your child being left out what does it evoke in you personally Mm -hmm. are you remembering something from when you were left out are you placing something onto your child about what happened to you we've just got to be aware of what else is coming into play I also think it's all part of growing up I like I think three and a half is is very young and I know that Liv's concerns only come out of like the most beautiful place ever but I feel like 
I just want to pre-warn her. I want to pre-warn you, Liv, that like, and I mean this in the nicest way as almost like a bit of a heads up. There's ups and downs. School is even more, not confronting, but I, for one, thought that it was going to be like everyone was doing ring a ring a rosy and we were building like daffodil love chains and it was going to be this like beautiful, cute little kindergarten thing and it... Cutthroat. It's not that and it's really not that and I do think that girls can sometimes be a little bit like... They can be a little bit sassy and there's there are some who do have bigger personalities than others and Charlie's a real sweetheart as well and it sounds like her daughter's mm. very sweet as well and we do as mama bears, we want to protect them but school is the first step into like having to let them go to a certain extent. So you can, before they leave, try to install, you know, a shit ton of confidence Mm. and love and understanding in them and make home life so great so that if school does get a bit, you know, shitty some days, they're still going to come home to a beautiful family life and that's going to be their safe space. Mm. And I think the thing is, like, I remember being in, in school as like primary school, I even I had girls that used to leave me out mm. and I had this one girl and she said every single time I'd open my lunchbox, she would just swoop in and eat my whole lunchbox. And, like, <laughs> my mum had no fucking idea. She was like, oh, I'd get home, I'd be like, ah, I'll be a teen in the pantry. And yep. she had no idea. I think as parents we want to protect them forever but we can't. We can't. And I think particularly with social issues, it really brings something up in us that when Mm. it happens to our child, there's a part of us that is back in that playground somewhere being told you can't play. So I would just say to Liv, just be aware of that and kind of when she comes home and says, I missed you all day, it's uncomfortable, but trying to really just sit in that feeling because we want to rush our child out of it. We want to push to how can I make a bracelet or do more and that stuff is really great to do but before we do any of that or before and we can emotion coach this child I mean she's again she's three and a half so we can do the friend detective work and say oh who makes you feel good but before we do any of that we want to say you miss mummy and that's hard and I'm here now and I'm Mm. so glad you told me and it really is as simple as sitting in that feeling to make our child feel that home is that place that they can bring that to This is Beyond the Chaos. All right, so we're going to go with what is working in your household this week? So I have something that is working so well. It's a hot tip. It's not It's not Dino Nuggets again, is it? <laughs> no. Okay, no. Okay, so this is the oracles. Um, so we have this thing where we ask kids to help out occasionally. And yeah, How's that going? Oh, there's just a lot of eye rolling. I'm going to take happening. this tip home. <laughs> It was actually a time when I was out and the Oracle was home with all the children. And so he, I came home and, like, I'm not kidding, the lawns were mowed because we have a 14-year-old. Um, so the lawns were mowed. Like, the, my car was washed. Like, wow. all this stuff was done. And I was like, oh, my gosh, the house was amazing. And he said, do you know what I did? Pokemon. And then I look at the table. He wrote each boy a post-it note with four jobs on it each and he stuck it on the table and like just said, here's your posted note. I love this from my perspective because, again, it's this thing about the visual cues that we give kids work better. Then we'll say to them, you need to do this, you need to do this, but you can say it a thousand times. They won't move their shoes or they yeah, won't do the thing. They don't care. Post-it note, they just went, you need me to do that? Okay. And they just worked through the list and it was done. Because boys are just so simple, right? Yep. Like they're just like just oh. give it to them in black and white. Black and white. And just, they're just going to go, cool, done, yeah, done, 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 done. Jobs are done. So that is what's working uh, for, for younger children, uh, maybe try 
by drawing it out rather than yeah. written word. Um, but for our, all our all of ours are reading now. So um, yeah, loved it. How good. What about you? What's working? Oh, uh, this is very basic. Um, my youngest two uh, despise brushing their teeth. Yeah. Uh, despise it. Like it's oral hygiene yeah. for them is at the absolute <laughs> bottom of the <laughs> care factor chain. And I have tried every single goddamn toothpaste under the sun. Uh, everything everything, everything's too spicy, too <laughs> peppery, too bur- Bernie's, whatever. I was like, I just resorted at one point to just, just brush with water. I don't yeah. give a shit, right? Just yeah. brush with water. Better than not brushing at all. Anyway, I have found this toothpaste. It's called Bumbler or something. It is like there's watermelon, there's strawberry, there's caramel milkshake. Like when I think about it, I think I want to like yeah. vomit because I need the minty fresh, right? Yes. But all of these – anyway – they fight each other over oh. who can get to the basin to brush their teeth first. This is a win. They're, it's a huge win for me. Morning and night, I don't even have to say brush their teeth. They just do it. Oh, my gosh. I need this I, toothpaste. I will get – I mean, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's for like two to five-year-olds, but <laughs> you should get it anyway. Whatever. It's um, better than nothing. Our oral hygiene is good in the evenings. We're on top of that there, but, my gosh, we fail in the mornings. I just can't stay on top of – all those children. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you've got at least 14, so I yep. fully understand. I, You know what's so weird? Do you brush your teeth morning and night? Yes, and sometimes in between. Yeah, so I brush my teeth morning and night and my husband does not brush his teeth at night time. And I, I cannot wrap my head around how revolting that is. How does he not have... Not Multiple cavities. cavities. He's one of those pricks that has oh. never, ever had a feeling. Gosh. So me over here with the like oral hygiene of an absolute lord, dental floss, yep. mouthwash, so much water, brushing do- morning and night, mm. cavities galore, just had root canal. Ryan, who apparently his mum was like, oh, she just brushed it in the morning. I said, so all of that food and drink <laughs> and sugar and just crap, just the mm. furriness sits on your teeth and just sits there overnight. Yeah. Like that, I, I don't know how you're not in dentures by now. Like how are well, they hopefully not- the kids get his oral DNA. Oh, yeah, no, I think both boys have mine already. Oh, mm, bugger. Unlucky. Unlucky. Anyway, but their um, oral hygiene will be schmick from now on. I'm going to ask the question yeah. everybody's thinking. Oh, yeah. Um, what about morning breath and getting action? Do you okay. make him brush? Firstly, I don't have sex in the morning. I don't have time and I'm never horny in the morning. Are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I was looking for. Just, you know, <laughs> solidarity. <laughs> I, I'm just usually too tired and, uh, you know, I've usually got a kid it's too next much to, to me. do. There's too kids, much. Where's kids around yeah. 24-7? Yeah. But Ryan also sleeps with his mouth open, so he never <laughs> has morning breath. It's so bizarre, even though he doesn't brush his teeth. I don't think s- it works like that. No, but he <laughs> never, ever. You know, like morning breath is a legit thing. My daughter sleeps oh. with her mouth shut because she's got adenoids yes. and tosses out, mouth shut. It's like it's, there's a decay in there in the yep. morning, right? Yes. That, and that's normal. That's what I expect. Mm. Ryan, nothing. Mm. I still okay. don't have sex with him in the morning, though. <laughs> Purely just because I got no time. Asked and answered. Okay. Asked and answered. There's your answer. There we go. Speaking of answering questions, please send us through your questions yes. to our Instagram, which is at Beyond the Chaos Podcast. That's right. Or you can email us at 
beyondthechaospodcast at gmail.com. There is also a Facebook page. You can jump on there and we can have some chat. You can link in there from our Instagram, but please follow us and send us your questions because we're really keen to answer more. Yeah. Don't forget my book. The link is in the show notes. Little people, big feelings. It is your new parenting bible. We will be back in a fortnight's time, hopefully with a really fun question to answer. We'll be in your ear holes talking about our parenting fails and wins and everything in between. Can't wait. See ya. See ya. Bye. Mom!